Welcome to the Abundant Grace Podcast, where we discuss the gospel, freedom in Christ, and victorious Christianity. My name is Emily Lewis, and I am so honored that you are here. Sometimes Christianity can feel complicated or become heavy. I'm here to lighten that load. I pray that the chats had on this broadcast will empower and encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Hi there, friend. Welcome to this week's episode of the Abundance Grace Abundant Grace Podcast. I can't even say the name of my podcast. Um, this is the second time I'm recording this episode because the first audio file did not save correctly. So maybe that was God's intention for it. Maybe this time the content will come out smoother. I don't know. But here we go again. (laughs) This is a topic that I've been chewing on, thinking about recording an episode around for quite a while, and I'm ready to dive into it today. Um, The topic is your body is good. So I know that a lot of us have been taught that our body is inherently bad, and I'd like to unpack some of that today. Before anybody gets worked up or nervous, I still believe that we inherently are a sinful. I mean, even just last week, thinking through Holy Week, I mean, this could be an episode of its own, but thinking through Holy Week and Jesus coming in on Sunday and being hailed as king because they wanted physical deliverance more than they wanted the spiritual deliverance that Jesus wanted to offer them. Or Monday, historically, we celebrate or we observe or whatever word you want to use. uh, That Monday, Jesus goes into the temple and cleanses it of the money changers and those that were making access to God hard and then you see Judas betray Jesus and Peter deny Jesus. Um, and you feel your humanity and realize our tendency to do wrong. So no, I'm not saying that I think we are born angelic <laughs> or knowing to do right. I mean, we have to teach goodness and we have to teach self-control and humility and honesty to our kids. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. But our body is not the same thing as our flesh. Your body is good. And you might be saying, uh, my body is not good. My body really aches tonight, or my body is broken, or I'm really out of shape. But I like to kind of take those labels off so that you can begin to listen to your instincts. You can trust your body when it's asking you for something, telling you what you need, and you can press in and not be afraid to trust or even love your body. So I'll start with an example. There are a few of these I could go to. Um, But a handful of years ago, I went through a bunch of massage therapy to correct um, back pain that I was experiencing and had 
experience for actually quite some time, but really ignored and just pushed through at least for the most part. I had a massage therapist, my massage therapist, I will use personal pronoun because she's amazing, but she wasn't my massage therapist at the time. I was at her spa for a pedicure, but she looked me in the eye and just said, you know, if you, cause I had expressed that I didn't want to give up running. And she said, you know, if you give up running now for a short while and heal, let your back heal, um, and get some therapy and get stronger, then you will be running for longer. I think she might've said like, you'll be able to run when you're 40 and older if you take a break now. And it was what I needed to hear. And then I went, got massages and did therapy and became much better. But in that process, I learned to listen to my body. I love to run. My body does not. And it's still something that makes me sad, but I'm learning to be okay with it. I don't know if I'll ever get over it. I keep hoping that sometime like that desire to run will go away. (laughs) Uh, But I've learned to appreciate moving my body in a different way because my body is communicating with me and I've learned to listen to it. And that's really important that we learn to listen to what our body is saying. Our body is asking for specific things. Maybe your body is crying for rest and you're pushing through And there are times where we just have to push through, right? But we also need to value rest. Maybe that's a Sabbath every week. Maybe it's knowing how many hours of sleep you need every night. Whatever that looks like for you, your body needs rest. And we can honor our body. I used to begrudge the fact that my body would get tired. And honestly, I still do sometimes. You just wish you could push through. But we need that. And we can, instead of being frustrated with what our body is asking for, we can acknowledge it and listen. There's the adage, if you don't rest when your body first asks you to or something like that, then it will just shut down and rest when it might be very inconvenient. The point is, listen, press in. It's okay. So I'm going to give you some scripture so I don't lose you. Jesus came in a body, in physical form. That's really, really cool to me that he, that if our bodies were inherently bad, Jesus could not have offered a sinless atonement while being in his body, he would have had to come in a different form, but then that really wouldn't work because the mystery of it, him coming in flesh as a human, the Bible says he took on the form of a servant and was willing to humble himself to that level in a body. And he had all of the same feelings and emotions and urges that we do and they're not wrong. I think a lot of times we can almost vilify the things that our body is asking or communicating. We can get frustrated with rest. We can think sex is dirty and our desires for sex are dirty. Um, What's another way we've been taught to believe that our bodies are just bad? 
But the point is we can listen to what our body's saying without being afraid of being like deceived. So I think we're taught to be deceived by what our body is asking for, communicating, and saying your body does not have ulterior motives. Your body is not like, oh, I'm going to get them. I am going to tell them to take a nap so that they don't, I don't know, go do that ultra spiritual thing that they should be doing instead. It's not like that. While we can experience fatigue that maybe we can clean up our diet or we do have addictions to sugar, to to screens that we should work through and overcome, but that does not mean that your body is out to get you or inherently bad. So learn to press in and listen. When you're, have you ever had like a weird craving for a specific fruit or a specific food that just like, wow, I, my, I think my body is low on XYZ vitamin. We can listen to those nudges, those urges, and not assume that they are evil or wrong. It's crazy. So another scriptural example is that your body is the temple. God indwells you. This is a mind-blowing thing to me. Just a few weeks ago at a, a Bible study, just studying like the foundations of the faith, fundamentals, if you will, and talking through who Jesus is and the Holy Spirit. And thinking about how the Holy Spirit and God like dwelt in the wilderness in the tabernacle. Or we could even back it up um, to creation. At creation, God dwelt with Adam and with Eve in the garden, which is incredible. Then we see the fall happen and God meets with Moses in the tabernacle on the mountain. It's a very exclusive thing, but God is dwelling inside the holiest of all. And the high priest has to go through all these cleansing rituals in order to even go in to the presence of God. It's super restricted. That's where God dwells. And then we see um, the redemption come through Jesus God embodied in the flesh again. Where is God dwelling? And then after Jesus leaves, he promises to send and does send a comforter, a helper, a counselor that lives inside of us. Like, that's crazy. God lived in the tabernacle. God lived in, well, God was flesh in Jesus. And then God dwells in us, in our bodies. Like, that's That's pretty crazy. It reminds me of the quote I shared on the RFWP last week. Just how incredibly privileged we are to live in that era, if you will. I think the quote was something like, when you get to heaven and you walk up to Moses and you say, how cool was it to part the Red Sea? Or you walk up to David and say, what was it like to kill Goliath? And they turn to you and say, well, what was it like to have God living inside of you? And this is, this is incredible. Unprecedented. I mean, I know it's been this way for over 2,000 years. But it's really incredible that God would dwell in our bodies. So just another example to show that your body is not bad. 
It's not the same as your flesh. Now, if we can uh, pivot a little bit to talking about our intuition, because a lot of times I think we've been taught not to trust our gut instincts and it can get us into a lot of trouble actually when we are taught not to trust our feelings at all. While I believe that our feelings cannot be the driving force behind our decisions or how we go about our days, they have to factor in. We cannot completely ignore them and expect to live a thriving life. God gave us these emotions. He gave us, gave us happiness. He gave us fear and joy and peace. And we can feel these things. Like we are not supposed to be walking around as robots, just obeying and having no emotion whatsoever. Let's take the fear example. You should feel fear when there is something bad around the corner, in the room. It's a healthy response. Maybe you'll have a physical reaction at the same time. Uh, your heart might heart rate might increase. You might feel um, heaviness, like in the pit of your stomach. Um, you might your hands might get clammy. You you might break into a cold sweat, get goosebumps, something. But we know that this is okay when we talk about fear. But the same is true when we're talking about our intuition and other responses that we have been programmed to feel in order to keep us safe and experiencing life the way that God intended for us to. Ignoring our intuition. Okay, maybe I'll say it this way. I have ignored my intuition before. I'm sure I can't count all the times. And the, there is a difference. There's a distinction between our conscience, our, our intuition, and the Holy Spirit working in our lives. But these three can work together really well. And we don't have to ignore intuition just because it, it doesn't feel like God's giving us a specific word or direction on something. Sometimes all we have to go on in a split second decision is our intuition. If you have experienced trauma, big T trauma, little T trauma, and you feel triggered by certain situations, your body doesn't know it's safe. And I'm not a psychologist or a counselor, but you're your body has been programmed to respond in certain ways, whether it's with anxiety or um, depressive thoughts or fear. It's not healthy for us to just ignore these and act like we should just be able to move past this. No, there's a response for a reason and we don't have to be frustrated by it or blow past it or act like it's bad itself. We can press in and listen say, what is this telling me? And welcome the feeling in and say, what is this? Is this a rep- response to something that's true? Is this a response to something that's happening in front of me or a response to something that has happened in my past that has programmed me to react this way physically? I think if we were all more in tune, and this is just a theory I'm going to throw out there. But if we were all more in tune with what was going on inside of us and listening and getting still, 
we could be a whole lot more kind and gentle with the world around us. When we take the time to take care of the body, the temple that God has given us and not act like it's only a vehicle for us to accomplish all these grandiose, grandiose things and this, and that we have to be doing, doing, doing. If we could take some space and rest and be still, man, I think we could get a long ways with learning to be kind to others, with holding space for a whole lot more grace for other people. When we take the time to take care of ourselves and have grace for our own bodies and our own selves, we have been made in God's image. Everyone you see today and see tomorrow was created in God's image, no matter their ability to do something, no matter their intellect, no matter their color, no matter their race, no matter where they are from, every person you come in contact with is an image bearer of God. I hope that your takeaway from this episode is that you can can learn to listen to your body and you can be assured that your body is good. Your body is not shameful. It is not something to be ashamed of. There are so many messages in this culture that tell women that their bodies are less than and need to be a certain shape and a certain size in order to be beautiful or valuable. And that is not the case. You are beautiful, friend. You are. Your body is beautiful. Your body is good. This is a journey to learn to love our own temple and to take care of it well. A great place to start uh, is just with gratitude. You can sit and be thankful and think through what you're thankful for. Um, You can write it down. Our faith is most rich when it's not just something ethereal that we kind of believe in. And while this physical body, I believe, is such a limited part of the vast, vastness that God has created, and um, we see him talking about uh, time ceasing to exist, but right here, right now, we are where our feet are. We can own our faith and it can be, we can embody what we believe in our body. Broken, yes, hurting sometimes, but never bad in itself. Okay, I think that's it. I now cannot remember what I've said the first time I recorded between between what I recorded the first time and what I've recorded now. So I'm just going to land it here. I hope that you feel encouraged that your body is not bad and that you can learn to listen to it and trust it. And you can refine listening to your intu- to your intuition and not being afraid to trust your gut sometimes. Um, this is a little bit of a different topic than I've talked about here. So 
I really would love to hear your comments. I'm going to post on Instagram and you can come share your thoughts. Um, you definitely do not have to agree completely with me. Um, I'd love to hear pros, cons. Um, do you think this is a little too woo? Does this give you freedom yourself in how you can walk out your Christianity in this body that we've been given? Whatever your thoughts, I'd love to hear them. Come drop them on today's post. Until next time, uh, thanks so much for being here, friend. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. I would love it if you would share this episode with a friend so that they can hear this encouragement and be empowered in their walk with Jesus as well. It would also mean the world to me if you would leave a rating and review on Apple for the Abundant Grace podcast. It really does make a world of difference in getting this podcast into other people's ears so they can be equipped in their relationship with God as well. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts on this week's episode. You can find me hanging out on Instagram, emily.abundantgrace, or you can send me an email, hello at emilyklewis.com. That's emily, the letter K, L-O-U-I-S.com. And until next week, remember that God's grace abounds and won't ever run out.